Hi, this is Siddharth Kaul. This is my podcast on Embedded System, a platform for me to share and capture my experiences and concepts that I have learned or am I currently learning in my career. To start with, in this episode, I will talk about what are embedded systems. There are many definitions out there that helps classify systems that can be called or labeled as an embedded system. A modern smartphone is considered to be an embedded system even though it has much powerful computing architecture than those that were used in the 1960s US and USSR space programs. A Raspberry Pi is another example of an embedded system even though it basically is a full-blown computer. Other examples include a modem, a smartwatch, an mp3 player, a dvd player and many more. So what do you think is the reason that these things are called embedded system and not my PC on which I am doing this recording? The commonality between all the mentioned embedded system is that computation is not separate from the device, but it is an integral part of it. So okay, this seems to be the right definition, doesn't it? Then according to this logic, my sleek laptop should also be considered as an embedded system as computation is an integral part of it and is embedded inside of it. This is the reason there is like no fixed definition for an embedded system. Then from here on, we try to characterize what should be there in a system for it to be called an embedded system. This is where my opinion starts. I believe that there are three main components that can be used to distinguish embedded system. Number one, the embedded system may have an architecture similar to that of a computer, but it does not need to have any form of secondary storage. All the laptops and desktop have their primary storage where they define their basic input and output. But they require a secondary storage for installation of operating system and working set of applications. Number two, the embedded system has the main application embedded inside of it. But this application can perform a single dedicated task like a modem or it can perform a multitude of tasks just like a smartphone. Number three. The embedded system usually have a real-time operating system that supervises the application software running on it. This is also responsible to provide the embedded processor with a mechanism to allot resources based on priority and allow scheduling of various processes. The embedded system usually consists of some basic components. Apart from the main processor, there is number one power supply system, number two reset circuit, number three oscillator circuit, number four timers number 5 interrupt controllers, number 6 ADC and DACs, number 7 some input output components and number 8 the memory. I will try and go in depth in some of them in future episodes. These are pretty common and basic but it is my first episode, episode so here is a small gist for the listeners. Number 1 the supply system. Embedded system either have their own supply or they take the supply from the system that they are connected to. The whole of embedded system runs on either of the four power ranges 5 volt, 3.3 volt, 2 volt and 1.5 volt. Embedded systems in power electronics usually tend to work on higher voltages as the delay in gates is inversely proportional to the operational voltage. So higher voltages are preferred in high performance embedded systems. On the lower voltage side we have mobile devices that requires longer battery life. Not counting the iPhone with iOS 10 update in this case. <laughs> well, because the battery life is... Okay, sorry, that was a bad joke. It's a great phone. Lower voltage devices need to reduce the heat dissipation and reduce the power usage to deliver the application they are designed for. 
moving on number 2 reset circuit there are multiple reset circuitry that is being applied based on the device usage we have power up reset that does a processor reset during power up then we have low voltage detection reset circuitry that does a reset when the supply voltage drops below certain level then we have external reset circuit which requires either a human input or a reset signal from an external device basically what reset does is force the processor to restart its execution from the starting address so based on the system it can either restart the application or it can restart to boot up sequence or it can restart to some other user defined initialization sequence like for an example consider a converter when a converter is hit with a reset it goes into reinitialization state where all the peripherals are forced to turn off so there are no accidental operation happening sometimes it is also programmed to save some critical data and then have a turn off sequence that saves the current data and then it does the reset so this depends on application to application number 3 oscillator circuit it is one of the basic system apart from a supply for any embedded system this circuitry in layman terms is a clock that will control how fast the execution will happen this basically controls the executing time of the instruction that are being run on embedded system processor this is also required to sync the timing among all the components in the embedded system number 4 timers when i say timer i am referring to the system timers or the real time clocks these system timers are responsible for generating the periodic ticks and periodic interrupts these ticks are used by the schedulers and real time programs and are also used for saving the date and time in the system most of the modern controllers have a timer circuit inside of them that allows them to keep both the time and counts during their operation number 5 interrupt controllers for a complex embedded system there can be multiple hardware and software interrupts for the system interrupt basically makes the processor jump to a specific memory location and start executing instructions from that location this is used cleverly in system to take protective action or any action that is deemed fit for that system to do in case of that particular interrupt this also allows system to prioritize sources and service them accordingly then there is also a concept of maskable and non maskable interrupt some having a real time priority and others having a very low priority most of the modern 32 bit microcontrollers come with their onboard interrupt controller such as nested vector interrupt controller for 32 bit cortex architecture microcontrollers these can be programmed according to the application and requirement when the application is running on an operating system it is expected that the os will handle these interrupts and serve them with the appropriate service routines number 6 adc and dac almost all microcontrollers have onboard analog to digital converters these are there to read the real world signals coming from the real world sensor or a simulated sensor a physical voltage value is read from these adc and converted to the equivalent digital values opposite to them are onboard digital to analog converters that takes these digital values and convert them to real world physical signals number 7 some input and output components embedded system may have some sort of physical input and output devices uh, like in case of a smartphone a touch screen display acts as both as a touch input 
an output display device number 8 memory there are types of memory that embedded system can use as i am certainly going to discuss this at length in future episode i will here just focus on two major types of memory random access memory that is ram and read only memory that is rom there is an odd mode internal ram for microcontrollers to run its application to store its temporary data and for its stack usage this ram can be extended by having an external ram connected to the microcontroller through some interface bus apart from ram there is a flash or eeprom memory that stores the application that needs to be loaded into the ram these roms are also used to store the program data for the application to access it so this was the first episode of the series where i talked about embedded system if you like what you have listened to please give your feedback and it is most welcome so i will see you in the next episode